For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love Barnabas is who we're going to look at today. Barnabas in Acts chapter 11 and verse 22 through 26. As we look at the life, the testimony, and the influence of a man named Barnabas. The Bible says in Acts chapter 11 verse 22, Then the tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church who was in Jerusalem, and they sent forth Barnabas, that he should go as far as Antioch. Woe, when he came, and he seen the grace of God, was glad, and exhorted them all, that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. For he was a good man, and full of the Holy Ghost, and of faith, and much people was added unto the church." Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. Wow. To be like Barnabas. To have a testimony like that. The Bible says, for he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost, and of faith, and much people was added unto the Lord. Oh, to have that said about you. Oh, to have a testimony like that. I strive to be like Barnabas. Amen. He's an excellent illustration of someone who who we should seek, I should seek, you should seek to imitate. You know, while sometimes we look at the Apostle Paul or Moses who led millions of people and we go, man, I can't do that. There's no way. But listen to me. When you look at Barnabas, you say, I can do that with God. God can help me do that. I can imitate what Barnabas did. Why? Because Barnabas was known as the encourager. Barnabas is someone who can be an example for each and every one of us. And I thank God for Barnabas. He was an encourager, the son of consolation, the Bible calls him, and one who made a difference. Listen to me, one who made a difference in the lives of others. And you think about that. He was going after the Apostle Paul, who the Apostle Paul had murdered Christians and created havoc in the church. But here he says in verse 25, Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus to seek Saul. Barnabas was going after uh, this man. Oh, to have that said, 
to have such faith that God told me to go to this man that murdered Christians that would drag them out of their house, throw them in jail, murder the husbands and the wives. And yet God has sent me after this man to what? To be an encourager, a testimony, and a witness to him. And let me just tell you, but behind every big name preacher, behind every big preacher you see on TV, just like the Apostle Paul here, he's got a big name in the Bible. God used him to pen a lot of the New Testament, and he did great and mighty works for the Lord. And today you see some big name preachers, but behind every big name preacher, there's a Barnabas. There's an encourager. There's going to be so many people in heaven that have so many great rewards that you've never heard their name never knew who they were but they were like barnabas they were encouraging uh, they had a good testimony they had all kinds of faith like the bible says there he was a good man full of the holy ghost and full of faith don't you know that pleases the lord when you're full of faith for him isn't that something you mean that i can do something that can that can almost move the heart of god just having faith and what he says, absolutely. The Bible says, if you have but faith as the grain of a mustard seed, something that tiny, God can do mighty things with that. But first and foremost, it says, and much people was added unto the Lord. There is nothing greater, greater or mightier than you can do in this Lord, in this, wor in this world, except point someone to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That is the, if you don't get that right, you can get everything else right and have that wrong, and it doesn't matter. The Bible says that you'll bust hell wide open. Salvation is in the Lord Jesus Christ. So we can be like Barnabas. We can be an encourager, amen, full of faith. So there's a couple of things I want to talk to you about Barnabas today. One is his finances and the other is his influence. One is his finances and one is his influence. What does the Bible have to say about Barnabas and his finance and his influence? How can you imitate? How can you be a Barnabas in today's world? Well, first of all, You've got to be willing to give. One of the most well-known verses in the Bible is John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he, what he gave, uh, his only begotten son. When you truly love somebody, you're not even going to have to try. You are naturally going to give them something. It may be your time, your effort, your love, your money, your land, whatever it is, you name it. It might be just all of you. I know when I fell in love with my wife, Everything that I had was hers because those things don't matter to me. She matters to me. And see, when you love the Lord like that, all these worldly things that we have with money and houses and cars and possessions, and maybe it's just a name, maybe it's just a title, but you'd be willing to give that up in a drop-dead heartbeat for the Lord Jesus Christ. So when you truly love somebody, you will give them something even god almighty did that for god so loved the world that he gave uh, his only begotten son christians you who truly desire to follow jesus will be involved in giving but not just giving sacrificial giving what do i mean sacrificial giving well i mean if you tithe and you give you have a hundred dollars and you tithe out of it and you say okay i'm going to use 10 percent. i'm going to give god ten dollars 
Well, it doesn't take a whole lot of faith to get that $10. But if you say, I'm going to give $40 of it or $50 of it, that is sacrificial giving. That is giving to God and trusting Him with the rest. And Lord, I trust you. And can I just say, it may even feel like it hurts. You may even feel like pain, like, oh, man, that hurts to give that. But if you give to God, God will give it back. And God sees that. God sees that faith that you have. And listen to me, the life of Barnabas is a, is a wonderful, amazing example of someone who is willing to give to God. He was generous with both his finances, but not just his finances, his personal influence. That's what your testimony is. Your testimony is a personal influence to others, whether for good or for bad. Be willing to use what God has given you for the good. Acts chapter 4 and verse 36 and 37 tells you something about Barnabas. And Joseph, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas. So the apostles, what does that say? His name was Joseph, but the apostles surnamed him Barnabas. They gave him this name. They said, this is who you really are, Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite. And of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. The son of consolation, if you look that up in the Greek, that means encouragement, encourager. That's what Barnabas was to the apostles. That's what Barnabas was to the apostle Paul, the man that was named Saul, that murdered Christians. He was an encourager. He was an encouragement to them listen to me i'm telling you right now there's a there's a church full of people on every corner in this country that need some encouragement i didn't say they want some encouragement or they could use some encouragement i said they need some encouragement they need you need to step out your comfort zone and just speak a positive word in somebody's life i don't money Yes, it helps when you give somebody some money. They, if they need new tires and they can't afford it and you can buy them for them, amen. But listen to me, there's a lot to be said for a spoken word of encouragement. As I was explaining to somebody else, that sometimes when people speak encouragement into your life, it's like you took those words and you put them in a glass jar and you sealed that jar up and you put it deep down inside of them. And they have that. It's with them forever. It's theirs. You gave that to them. They can pull that out when they need it. God can bring those things to their memory. A spoken word of encouragement. So many people need that on every church, in every church, on every corner. Amen. We should be like Barnabas. We should be an encourager. God's word states that where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 21, listen to me. Barnabas gave for the cause of Christ by selling his land. Now, don't you know, he, he might have thought like we do today. You know what? I should save that for retirement. I should save that for a rainy day. What if I get in trouble and I can't work anymore? What if one of my family members need that? What if, what if, what if, what if you trusted God with it like Barnabas did and give it to the Lord Jesus Christ and trust him for the rest? Now, this is convicting to even to me because we want to hold on to things. Why? Because we want control of it. See, that's the thing with tithing. God doesn't need your money, but God wants your heart. 
And when you let go of it and you give that money to God, when you tithe, when you put him first, amen, that is turning the control over to God and saying, Lord, I trust you to provide. I trust you to give me the strength. I trust you, Lord. And that's what God wants. He doesn't need your money, but he wants your heart and he wants you to give it to him willingly. So it's been well said regarding all these earthly treasures that we can't take them with us, but we can send them on ahead by giving to the work of the Lord. Maybe that's given to a missionary. Certainly it's tithing. That should go without saying. But it's above and beyond tithing. It's given to it like a faith promise. I'm going to tithe and I promise to give an extra whatever the amount may be every month. I'm going to tithe to my local church, but you know, there's this ministry and I know they're doing a great work and they need some help. I'm going to give a little extra to them. Now make sure that you are tithing to your local church. That is biblical. But if you want to give an, an offering, a gift to another ministry, amen, there's nothing wrong with that. But make sure you're tithing to your local church. That's biblical. And listen to me. Us, those who truly trust God. Do you truly trust God? In the area of giving, you will find that you cannot doubt give God. You give to God, and God will give you more. Why? So you have more? No, so you can give more. Let me say that again. You give to God. You learn to trust God. So why? So you can have more? No, God will give you more so that you can give more. I've watched people's businesses get so blessed when they truly get sold out for the Lord. And the money and the business starts growing like crazy, and they're giving more and more to the Lord. God is blessing them so that they can in turn bless others. And that's what God wants. God wants to bless someone through you. God wants to bless you through somebody else. That's how God works. God uses people. Can we be like Barnabas? Can we take an example? Can we take a page out of the playbook of Barnabas with his finances and his influence and his faith and apply it to our life? Absolutely. Like I said, we look at the Apostle Paul or Moses who led millions. We go, man, I don't know how the rock could do that. But when you look at Barnabas, you go, you know what? I could do that. If I just made a few sacrifices here and there, if I just got my heart right with the Lord, if I just tithe faithfully, if I just gaze faithfully, if I encourage someone, amen, you could be just like Barnabas. You could trust God with your money. When you give to him, you can't outgive God. The Bible tells you in Luke chapter 6, and verse 38 give and it shall be given unto you good measure pressed down and shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom for wherewith the same measure that ye meet with all it shall be measured to you again now many times that passage is preached on it's preached on by giving money about giving money and can you use that that principle absolutely you can but i tell you if you go back and you study that passage listen to me context is key in understanding scripture you never want to pluck one verse out of the bible and say well this means that you want to put it in the context of what it was talking about who it was talking to the chapter that it was in and the other verses around it should explain that verse to you the best interpretation on scripture is scripture itself amen and when you read that passage given it shall be given unto you good measure press down shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom for with the same measure that ye meet with all shall be measured to you again when you read that passage it's talking about forgiveness it's talking about being good to those that are not good to you it's talking about being good to those that are selfish stingy and nasty the bible even says if a sinner gives to another sinner they love each other what reward have ye for that 
But when you give to those, when you lend, hoping to receive nothing, God will bless you for it. The Bible says, love your enemies and do good to them. Lend to them, hoping for nothing. And it says, and your reward shall be great. You mean when I do something for that low-down, dirty scoundrel that has nothing good to say and has a terrible attitude and does everybody wrong, when I do something good and lend to him or give to him, hoping for nothing, that the Bible says that my reward shall be great? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am, it sure does. That's in Luke chapter 6 and verse 35. But love your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing, and your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Be therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Contemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Then you get to that verse, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. So can you use finances and money with that verse? Absolutely. But it's much deeper, it's much bigger, it's much broader, it's much wider than that. It, it goes to every aspect of life. Money, finances, relationship, right on down the line. You give. You want forgiveness? You've got to forgive. You want mercy? You've got to give some mercy. Amen? That's what it's talking about. You give and it shall be given unto you. You know, the greatest gift you can give yourself is to forgive others. Sure, you're not doing it for them. Or you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it because God told you to do it. But it is like giving yourself a gift. It is like setting yourself free. Amen? But as we're looking at finances here, the Bible does tell us in Malachi chapter 3, and verse 10 and 11, it tells you that test God. Wait a minute. Hold on. You mean the Bible tells me to test God? to test God with my money, to test God with the things that I have, with my possessions, with my whatever the case may be. Yes, he tells you that in Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10 and verse 11. Bring ye all the tithes unto the storehouse, that there may be meant in my house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven, and pour out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your grounds, neither shall your vine cast for her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. Well, that's a lot to say about money, isn't it? He even says, and prove me now this is god talking he says that saith the lord of hosts he says prove me try me test me see if my word's not true amen and he said if you'll do that i'll open up the windows of heaven now that's hard to even fathom what does that even look like ladies and gentlemen then when the windows of heaven open up on your life and the blessings pour out so much so that there's won't even be room enough to hold them my, oh, my, don't we all want that in our life? But it goes back to give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over shall men give into your bosom. If you, if you want people to give forgiveness to you, you've got to forgive. You want people to give mercy to you, you've got to give it. You, you want people to, to God to bless you financially, you've got to be willing to give. 
But God says, prove me, try me, see if I won't open the windows of heaven. Does that mean God wants you to be rich? No, sir, and no, ma'am. I believe nothing when it comes to a prosperity preacher. The Bible even says, supposing that gain is godliness, from such withdraw thyself. If a preacher prays nothing that God wants to lift you up, God wants you to be rich, listen, that's a bald-faced lie. God wants you to be holy. Does God want you to be happy? Sure he does. But he's not so much worried about your happiness, but he is worried about your holiness. So the greatest work that God's going to do in your life is in your heart. Amen? When God changes you, that's what he cares about. He didn't come and die on the cross so that you could have a big bank account or drive a BMW or live at a certain address or have a two-story home or have a big fancy name or a big fancy job title or have a very good-looking spouse and a whole lot of money in the bank. He didn't die for any of those things, but what he died for is for your heart, for your soul, to save your soul from the fires of hell. So listen to me. The real work that God does in your life, it's in your heart. You can't see it with your physical eyes. You can see it and how people act and their reactions and the way that they live and the way that they speak to other people. That's how you can actually see their heart. Amen. And that's what God really cares about. That's what God wants to change. That's what God wants to make and to mold is your heart. Amen. Now, when we talk about Barnabas' influence, do you know the most powerful thing you have is your influence? That's right. The most powerful thing that you have is your influence. When a godly influence just rolls out, pours out of a person's life, it influences people big time. Now, listen to me. You have the ability to influence them for good or for bad. In Acts chapter 9, verse 27, But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way and that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. Our influence for good or for bad can have a very powerful effect on the lives of others. When Saul of Tarsus, who had been making havoc, rampaging, ravaging, devastating the church, claimed a sudden conversion and acceptance of the Lord Jesus Christ, don't you know people were undoubtedly skeptical of that statement? They were scared of him. They were afraid of him. That he'll kill you. He kills Christians. But listen to me, Barnabas, however, Barnabas realized that his conversion was real. God spoke to Barnabas and said, hey, that's the real deal and Barnabas used his influence to bring him to the fellowship of the church you think what Barnabas did listen to that verse again but Barnabas took him who took who took Saul the apostle Paul and he brought him to the apostles and he had declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way he had seen God work in his life and he had seen him preach boldly at Damascus Barnabas was using his influence to the apostles. Now listen, the apostles had surnamed him the son of consolation, the encouragement. God used that. Barnabas used that for Saul to bring him to the fold that, hey, Saul's really gotten saved. He's now the apostle Paul. God is using him mightily. He preached boldly in Damascus. The generosity of Barnabas and putting his own reputation on the line for the sake of a new believer is undoubtedly made a great difference in the life of the apostle Paul. Amen. And therefore, to for all who have been influenced by the apostle Paul, including you, including me, Barnabas had a place in that. Because long before 
Paul penned a lot of the New Testament. Barnabas encouraged him. He brought him to the disciples and said, hey, this is real. He's really gotten saved. Barnabas used his testimony to the apostles to bring the apostle Paul into the fold, amen, so that God may use him in a mighty way. Let's all be an encouragement with our finances and with our influence, just like Barnabas, amen. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.